chance on here. Pulisic picks up the loose ball and he could be in. Christian Pulisic for Chelsea, 1-0. Quick thinking by Alisson, and if Salah could lift it, still Salah, Salah! The Ghost Goal Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Ghost Goal Podcast. The Premier League is back this weekend after two weeks off for international break. We did have some games right before the break. We had some FA Cup. We had a wild game between West Ham and Arsenal. Arsenal storming back to snag a point after going down 3-0. I'm Andrew Passaro alongside Alex Moss, Javier Arevalo. And I said that I teased this on the last podcast. This one's coming out first. Sergio Aguero has announced. <laughs> this one's going to be coming out first, Andrew. Oh, <laughs> uh, whoops. Well, whatever. Anyways, Sergio Aguero has announced that he is going to be leaving Manchester City by mutual agreement they're gonna his contract is expiring and he's going to leave manchester city city have said that they're going to be putting out statue a statue out front of the etihad of him with company and david silva which i think is very well deserved where does sergio aguero stand for you guys in terms of top strikers in the premier league he's top five for sure yeah i mean yeah i think that's that's pretty obvious but he's probably probably number three i think it's just like Thierry Henry, alan shearer and then aguero all strikers that never won the Champions League while playing in the Premier League. That's very yeah, accurate. but that doesn't matter. That's not we're talking about Premier League strikers, the best in the Premier League. Oh, so you're and saying strictly are, the in the, the strictly for their record in the Premier League? Okay, that's fine then. Because yeah. overall for their career, Didier Drogba is right up there with all of no, them. No, no, not Drogba. He changed he the striker position. The He's a, <laughs> don't get me no, started. He didn't. Don't get me. Javier, I know you know about Didier Drogba. Um, <laughs> But like I know about Sergio Aguero, I'm not 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 uh, unhappy at all to see that bastard out of the league. <laughs> I think he scored like 11 or 12 goals he against always, Arsenal. He in always his scored time. against our two clubs. Yeah, and others. So but I'm I'm happy as hell to see him go. Can I can I rewind Although, a little bit? And just... Unhappy because it might mean that Holland or some like Messi or oh, some yeah, like exactly. ridiculous player is going to get signed in his stead. But can, can I rewind um, a little bit and just bring up the the topic of giving players statues like? right after they've left the club. It doesn't sit well with me. It's a little bit weird, yeah. I, I don't like that Arsenal... I, Thierry Henry for sure deserved one at Arsenal, but I feel like... I don't know if you necessarily need to wait till they die, but you need to wait until they're, like, on the verge of death. I don't know. It just it just seems weird to me. I like don't know Chelsea if there's haven't really put rules up a statue on that. for John Terry or no. There's no I, rules. I feel like I'm that's not just saying a, there that's is. Just, that's it's just all, like your feeling. Yeah, it yeah. is. I, I'm not in any way saying that this 100% needs to be a rule or something. I'm just saying it feels weird to have you know a player retire and possibly still be playing. Like David Silva's still playing in La Liga. Aguero presumably will go on somewhere else and play. I've even heard rumors that Chelsea might try and sign him if uh, Holland doesn't work out, which doesn't look like it is. So he might even still be in the Premier League. Who knows? Um, it just feels weird to have like a player get a statue like right after they've left. I don't know. 
just let you sit with that. I'm very curious too, as to where Aguero ends up. I think there's conversations about him maybe ending up back at Atletico. I think there's a couple, probably Italy has got to be on the, on the horizon as maybe someplace where he ends up, but I don't know. I, I'm not really sure where he goes next. My uh, my take did, that Alex has never see... responded to when I texted him about was I, I think he wouldn't be a, a bad Giroud replacement if he's willing to. I don't think he's going to stay in the prem though. I mean, but but I, if I if, I, if I, he I decided to, if he if he was willing to take a backup role there, um, and you know a bit part role years in Manchester. And he talks all the time about how much he loves City. I don't think he's going to go to another Premier yeah, League team. Yeah, I don't think so either. And, and if he did, I don't think it would be to be a backup. Uh, he, he probably still wants yeah. to start games and be like the guy. Maybe not every game, but still be like the main player that's leaned on to produce yeah, goals. Then so. maybe, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where, he, where he'll end up. Maybe he, maybe he, uh, Messi, if he wants to stay at Barcelona, will. He should go to Italy. I've seen that. That's where I was going to just say. go to the retirement league early, like uh, like Lukaku has. Just go there and just you know score oh, all yeah. the goals. Go, go to Juventus. Go to Juventus. Yeah. Juventus or AC Milan. Thirty AC goals. Milan, thirty goals at. for the for the next five years of his career. AC Milan. Him and him and Zlatan next to each other. A little four four two. Three five two. It it would be rough defensively, but yeah, <laughs> that would be interesting. I don't know how it that would wouldn't work. work very well. I don't know. have to pick one of those two. Yeah, and God knows it's not going to go well if you don't pick Slaton at uh, at uh, AC Milan. Um, but we've got a decent weekend. Chelsea taking on West Brom. Leeds taking on Sheffield United. Well, that game's going to suck. Leicester City, Manchester City, Arsenal, Liverpool is the big one, which we'll be getting into. Newcastle, Tottenham, Manchester United playing Brighton, Villa, and Fulham are facing off. Wolves and West Ham, that's a game I'm definitely going to be betting on at some point. That's just because it's um, on Monday. So a full slate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I always bet Monday games. I, I do well on Monday games. We know this. My, my record Would you on bet Monday, this game if it was on uh, a Friday or a Saturday? Yes, because I think you guys, I, I think anyone who has a brain can can tell that I often bet West Ham games and Wolves games. They're two of my favorite teams to bet on on a regular okay. basis. I'm looking forward to that um, bet. Alex, I know you don't have I don't I know you don't have West Brom circled here on your list of things you want to talk about. So uh, you're expecting Chelsea to get uh, the under to hit early Saturday morning, and then the the Blues to go marching on. Yeah, I mean the fact that it's a Saturday uh, early kickoff uh, coming out of an inter- international break uh, uh, definitely worries me. And we have a couple of injuries to players uh, like Callum Hudson Odoi left the U21 English team with a shoulder injury, and Golo Kante. Come on, man! This is your this is your easiest game of the season. Yeah, we're we're gonna like, win, but it's I think it's gonna be one of those games where the we, worst we team win in the ugly league at home. and everyone holds it against us and just goes, "Oh well, Chelsea didn't look great against West Brom." But at this point of the season, who cares? Just get the wins and keep on rolling. I think it's gonna be two nil, another two nil, like we did to Sheffield in the FA Cup. I don't know if it's going to be that because didn't you guys get a three three? I mean, I know it was a different three three in like the fourth time. game of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, but I was going to say yeah. I could see them scoring maybe once, but it being like three one. Yeah, I think it'll be a pretty easy Chelsea win, but most likely yeah two nil clean sheet for Chelsea. Is, uh, is Takumi Minamino playing for them now? Because he's the only player that can score on us. That's accurate. He's the only he's one. He's playing on Southampton. No, it's all right. Well, Ainsley yeah. Maitland Niles God oh, okay. in the midfield. He's going to come in and, and again score. He's going to have to make a, a, up a, a lot of work with uh, Connor Gallagher missing. Their their best midfielder, Javier. Yeah. Their best midfielder. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd be Maitland Niles. Um, 
Leeds and Sheffield. Leeds and Sheffield is going to be a lot of kicking and screaming. I expect Leeds to win that. Leicester City taking on Manchester City. This is a game I will definitely have my eye on because I do need a Manchester City win here in this one as City march closer to the title. Um, I do think that Manchester City are the favorites to win this one. Leicester, though, could give them trouble. They beat them pretty, pretty soundly when they played the last time, but it was a much different Leicester City. There's no Harvey Barnes out there. How do you guys feel about this one? These two teams are clashing against each other. I don't want to say Leicester don't have any chance because I, I do think there's a scenario here where they, you know, they set up their their defense well enough to counterattack at the right times and get a draw and maybe even a win. But it's so, going to be yeah. tough. It's going to be really tough. I I'll, I'll their, still lead the towards Manchester City. Their last five fixtures have been. Uh, Leicester beat City at home um, in 2018. City beat them 1-0. So it was 2-1 to Leicester, 1-0 to City, 3-1 to City, 1-0 to City, see, and then 5-2 see, to Leicester. They're, they're both City, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, oh Leicester <laughs> yeah. City. Why do we keep doing Leicester this with all the Uniteds <laughs> and all the Cities? <laughs> it's true. Um, but This is why we call them soccer clubs in America. Manchester City has not blown out Leicester and... I think that last Leicester performance a little bit of a freak. It, it wasn't five two to. It should have been like a draw that game. Yeah, Manchester City. Were, they were going through some things, I guess. Still. Um, I kind of think City City get a, their revenge here and show up for this one. I they have deep enough of a. They have, they have two squads. I mean, they can play their Aguero, Jesus, Bernardo Silva playing behind them. You know they can rest their 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 players that played over the international break like De Bruyne and Gundogan and save them for Champions League, and do they have Champions League this? Yeah, everyone does. Yeah, they do. Next midweek. Okay, so they'll play yeah, again on I Tuesday. I think that I think that they save the, a lot of their prime players and still get the result. I, I kind of think that they're going to play like Aguero. They're going to play, but you know the 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 one X factor for for Leicester right now is, is Kalechi Hinacho's form, who. Oh, yeah, we haven't seen game. who we haven't seen ever in this form either at his time at Manchester City or at Leicester. I would say that he did have a run of games in the city side where he was scoring goals, um, where he got you know maybe four or five goals in in like six games or something like that, and you know he had a lot of promise and and looked really good. And we haven't seen that run of form for Leicester, and this is the first time that he's gotten a consistent run of games in this side, and he's getting goals and he's getting assists, so. Um, and, and the manner of the goals has just, it, it, you know, has really stood out for me. Is they've been quality goals, so you know, watch out for him. I think he's he's one to if he can catch fire and and, and really be the that replacement for for Vardy. You know, he could earn himself a big. Well, Vardy's it, yeah, he'll be playing with he'll Vardy's be playing out with there. Vardy. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying you know if he's the heir apparent to Vardy, you know he can get himself a big contract at Leicester to to be their starter for the future. You know, they they have a young core of Barnes and Madison and 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 Tielemans and and um, James Justin and, and all these other young good players around him. You know, if they really found a a, a good striker that for the future, you know, I I think that. This is this is the the type of game that if he can show up for this and they get like a two two draw, that I think that'd be huge. But I think I think City eke it out. I'm going to say two one City, Manchester City. Uh, I'm going to go with the two two like that, that you that's... just mentioned. I think City playing their backups, they still play well, but 
uh, obviously this will be everything to Leicester City and uh, I think they eke a draw out plus it doesn't doesn't mean that much to Manchester City right I mean, also Leicester have not gone on that form we thought for like a second that they were faltering in January and then yeah, in mid February but they've happened. just they've yeah Ianacho happened if they straightened out their form and you know they're they're back to seven points you know clear of of the fifth place team so they're not comfortable Leicester have a Leicester have a rough finish to the they season do, though but they yeah they're they need- they play City, City this weekend they still have West Ham away they have to play Southampton who that's hit or miss Manchester United Chelsea Tottenham um Manchester United away, Chelsea away, Tottenham home. To so that, that Southampton game is going to be the FA Cup semifinal, and no, 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 they also play oh, Southampton so they play on the twice. road in okay. the Premier League. Um, well, yes. I was going to say uh, since the last pod we did, they drew the the semifinals for the FA Cup, and Chelsea are going to be playing Man City, and Leicester went through against Manchester United, and they'll get to play Southampton in their semifinal. So they'll probably be anticipating. Uh, having to play City again in the final for the like for Brendan Rodgers' chance at a first trophy there, and that will be an absolutely huge game. So they're probably going to be using this game as a way to sort of uh, you know test themselves for that that big test that they're anticipating to come. Now, I personally don't think that's going to happen because uh, they'll probably be playing Chelsea in the final. But um, yeah, in the event that they do play <laughs> Manchester City, uh, yeah, they'll have to be ready for that, and this will be a good chance to, I, to do that. I also think that that this international break came at a good time for Leicester City, who had just come off of those two injuries to Madison and Barnes, and you know you were seeing them kind of patch together their squad, and you know I think both of those players getting a couple of weeks now to to rest and, and get back on in, on track. I think Barnes Madison is, is very close to being back yeah, soon Barnes and is Barnes is season. still a few weeks out, but yeah, Madison I think could be back soon and, and that could be a huge boost for them. So um but I I'm going to say 2-1 City, Manchester City. <laughs> yeah, I'll go 2-2. Two, two. All right, and that brings us to the big one of the weekend, which is Liverpool traveling to Arsenal, a place where Liverpool do not have as much success as they do against Anfield. At, at Anfield, it's a lock, 3-1, and uh, the over three and a half goals. But uh, this is not. And, you can't even um, argue that. As it turns out. <laughs> you can't even what? argue that. It's like a, it's like clockwork. No, it's gone. It, it's like the last 10 times they've played at Anfield. Liverpool beat them by 3-1 or worse. Like the over always hits. But when the game's at the Emirates, it's definitely not like that way. seven and, losses uh, at Anfield this season or something. What? Oh yeah. Uh, okay, that that's cute. Call me, call me when you win a fucking Premier League title again. All right, now let's 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 play that game, bud. Or let's call me when you win oh anything my, you important won in Europe. One in twenty five years, and and you're talking shit. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, I am talking. We've shit. We've won three. I am talking shit. Okay, you've won one. Yeah, but get to me uh, when Javier, you're, you're, okay. you're, you're like a virus star still. Ever since you became a fan, they haven't won anything of consequence. <laughs> You should yeah, just quit now. It's true. Maybe they might win something. We're in it. Um, we're in it for the long haul. The abusive relationship. It, it is. It is an abusive relationship. But yes, Arsenal have gotten the better of. Well, I wouldn't say gotten the better of Liverpool, but they have done well to stifle them from winning. Uh, they did beat them last year in 2020 in July, but that was after Liverpool had already won the title, so that was already locked up. I do remember that game was very frustrating, but I, I do think there's something to be said here about your boy, Mikel Arteta, in some of these big games. He's done a decent job. They got a good win against Spurs in the North London Derby recently. He's done pretty well in these big games at home. So I'm not going to... I think, as bullish as I am about Liverpool coming out of this international break where Diego Jota's scoring tons of goals for fun for Portugal, 
and Kabak has a nice run out for the Turkish national team, and Gino Wijnaldum scored for the Dutch team, and Salah scored for the Egyptian team, and none of the Brazilians played, and Allison grew out the world's greatest mustache in the history of mustaches. By the way, check that out. I think there's a pretty good chance at a draw here, like a 1-1 draw of not necessarily these two teams giving each other respect, but um, you know some good saves by goalkeepers and um, provided the Arsenal red card moment doesn't happen, I think Arsenal should actually be able to keep Liverpool at bay in this one and draw. And there's a big shitting grin on Alex's face because he knows exactly what I mean. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I think a draw would be Liverpool would be lucky to get a draw here. Not, not, not because Arsenal are a better side than Liverpool because Liverpool are a better side than Arsenal. Um, but just because of it's also on the road, we're better on yeah, the road than we are at home. We all know. Yeah, that. but just because, <laughs> yeah, um, just because of the the injury problems you guys have had, and when we met earlier this season, you know, you had your full team. You still had Virgil Van Dyke, you know, you still had Gomez, you still had your Fabinho in the midfield, and the front line was was banging in goals. Um, and at that time as well. Defensively, we still hadn't figured things out. William was still starting for us. El Nenny and, and Maitland Niles were playing in the midfield. And I think this is going to be just a completely different Arsenal side that this Liverpool side hasn't really faced. I think, you know, having Thomas Partey, having uh, Odegaard and Ceballos playing in midfield, Xhaka has been playing really well and consistently this season. And then, you know, Kieran Tierney and Gabriel. Um, and even David Luiz have all been very, very consistent at the back so far. And I think having that consistency at the back and in the midfield is what's going to push us over the line against Liverpool in this game. Um, I think coming off an international break where we didn't really have that many players go out on break, um, Aubameyang came back early. You know, I think Kieran Tierney is going to be one that is going to be coming back late. Um, but most players, you know, like David Luiz, like Barry, like Gabriel, Lacazette, Etc. Aren't good um, enough to play for their national teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, that's why you know a lot of these players, um, you know, they're they're going to be fresh and they're going to be good to go in this. So uh, I'm going to say two one Arsenal. I don't think it's going to be easy by any means, but I think that Arteta does have a fantastic record in these big games. You know, especially at home. I mean, so does Jurgen Klopp. Especially at home and. I think that the inexperienced defenders and and the the midfield that I mean if Fabinho starts in midfield I think it's going to be a closer game. He's going to start in midfield. He's going to start in midfield. The, and, and that's the thing. You can't you can't the, the midfield is no longer a conversation because the midfield is going is decided. It's Fabinho, Wijnaldum, Curtis Jones or Thiago. That's your midfield. That's a quality Premier League midfield. I think like, I think it's, you can't, it's Fabinho it when healthy Fabinho. is one of the best defensive midfielders in the world. I, I, Thomas Partey's cool and all, but Fabinho's better than him, and that's not a hot take. It's an, it's a fucking fact. I, I don't know if you're going for man for man in midfield. It's like Partey is probably the only player that you could put up against anyone in Liverpool's midfield and say that he holds his own or could hold his own against those players. Uh, it's I think o- o- Odegaard comes. Yeah. Odegaard and the way that Odegaard's been playing. Healthy. Yeah, like Emile Smith Rowe is healthy. Like, like I haven't even mentioned he, him, but like he him came and back Saka early from uh, from the U twenty one England right. team. Also, he got injured, I think, in training. Him and Saka, um, you know, if they're fit for this game and play, you know, they're both on on fantastic form. And I think like even Aubameyang's now been scoring. Lacazette's been scoring. We don't have that problem anymore of 
not scoring goals. I don't know if you guys, obviously you guys remember earlier in the season making fun of Arsenal saying, oh, like, you know, oh, and rightfully so. Like, Arsenal had, didn't score for, like, a, a good, like, month and a half stretch there, and we barely had any goals scored in the league. And now Arsenal have as many goals scored as Everton, which I don't think you would, you know, and more than Villa, um, I think you would, you would, those are teams that have been scoring a lot of goals in the league this season, and we've we've been able to bring back our goal difference to a decent level. And I think Arsenal have on form, like being able to come back from a from against a team like West Ham, who are up three nil against us, had us to the sword, to show spirit to to come back and bring that game to three three. And we really should have won it in the end. I mean, we had a couple of decent chances uh, at the depth after we'd have made it three three to to get the win and. Like right now, I think Arsenal are a very, very hard team to beat. I think Liverpool are not on great form. I ha- I haven't, you know, I know you guys beat Wolves and you've beaten Sheffield, but I don't think that exactly. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna forget the Champions League where they they shut out uh, Rebel Leipzig twice. You're just gonna completely ignore that. I just I th- I'm just saying in the Premier League, uh, I'm because oh oh okay because I, I didn't I didn't think that I mean there's other games to to, to talk about that's all that's all sure I'm then like, I mean it, it, it's it's but in between those games you lost to Chelsea and you lost to Fulham yeah but also we had a you know you guys played West Ham last weekend or that weekend we didn't play and Liverpool as I've said like we're one of the most exhausted teams from the amount of extended fixtures that they've had to play from everything going on like. They, if a team in the league needed an extra week off, it was Liverpool, and they got it. We get it. You're both. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't. Arnold. We get it. Yeah, I don't think. No, we're fresher than you guys are. Arnold got a got a wake up call by not getting called up to the Is England this what national it's come team. Down to? Like, if anybody's gonna <laughs> be fresher, listen. At, at, what? at least, um, at least Andrew's at least calling a draw because a couple weeks ago Andrew was like, "There's no way Arsenal beat Tottenham in the North London derby." Well, now he's giving us a little bit more respect. So Andrew, you picked one so. one. I I haven't. Affi- I mean, yeah, I think one one's probably the smart well, play. Javier, I can you see two two, two as well. One Arsenal, two one Arsenal. Yeah, good because I'm going two one Liverpool. Right, their kind of midf- their midfield is going to dominate totally Arsenal's, and uh, Diogo Jota is going to tear them to pieces. So two uh, one Arsenal um, or Liverpool. I, I do want to shout out uh, Liverpool could be close to signing Ibrahim Konate from Rebel Leipzig any day now. Uh, your boy Ornstein all over it on the on on the Athletic thing that it's close Taller to being done. Than oh, another, so <laughs> another injury prone center yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> oh right, because he had one injury, one injury, one no, time. He, and he's, he's injury he's, prone. Read he's, the fuck. He's had like three or four prone. injuries in the last year. Yeah, he's he's very injury prone. Him he's barely and played Dupin for Meccano, Leipzig. To be fair, they both. Have right. been very injury prone. Yeah, I'm sure neither of you would be saying that if he was signing. Uh, I probably would be. Fine. I'd probably, probably be like, he's a great player, but hopefully he can stay healthy, and he he can. He could for you guys as well. It's okay. We're gonna sign Kabak too. I think so. We'll be fine. We're gonna get rid of Matip. Um, moving right along here, Southampton Burnley. That's a game nobody should watch. Don't wake up for that. Sleep, please sleep. I'm probably bet on that game, but don't watch. Don't wake up for it. Um, Newcastle taking on Tottenham Sunday at nine o'clock. That should be one of the better games. Well, it's uh, probably honestly, the best game on Southampton Easter, Burnley. To be like I know that Burnley have been playing well recently, so that might be like a decently fun game if Burn- the fun Burnley decides to show up and Southampton won in the FA Cup. They did so. have a goal of the year contender yeah, against Everton. They that did. Was fucking sick. Um, so, and, and they're both on thirty three points. I know that that's they're six points off of the relegation. They're they're pretty safe right now. But I think if one of these two teams wins, it's pretty much for safety. So it's, it's kind of a big game. It's like I don't like it. Just it looks really unassuming, 
But for these teams are right next to each other in the table, so if one of them wins, they put that huge gap in between themselves and Fulham that would take all the pressure off them for the rest of the season. So hot take: neither of these teams is getting relegated. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't. I, but it's it's you can't deny it's a big game still for both of them. I'm sure their managers will be trying to get them up for it. All right, well, is Newcastle going to get relegated as they face off against, I don't know if we're ready to say resurgent Tottenham or not, but it's a big game for, for both teams here. I'm not ready to say resurgent. Neither am I. But. I mean, I won't be surprised if they beat Newcastle because I, I think I'm actually on board the uh, Newcastle are getting Newcastle. relegated train and Fulham are staying up. Um, but it, it could be tough. You never know. I mean, obviously no fans, so that immediately takes that element out of it. But I, I, yeah, I just I, I just feel like I have the feeling in the back of my head where Newcastle just sometimes get the better of Tottenham, even when they've they have no business doing so. Um, yeah, but they just got trounced three nil by Brighton. Yeah, Brighton been on decent. I, I, I wouldn't bet on uh, Newcastle to get anything, but. Anything less than a win for Tottenham is obviously like a huge disappointment. And I don't know, ta- lads, it's Tottenham. They they fuck up all the time. They gift goals to teams when they don't deserve it. it yeah, it but could I feel happen. Like these, this is the this but, is the type of game. And like uh, like you guys have both said, like Tottenham have have got a difficult end to the season. Um, I think we were talking about that before the pod, but Tottenham have a difficult, relatively difficult end to the season. And this is the type of game where they really need to. Too. Yeah, where they really need to get a win, um, and I think that they're going to do it. I think that they're going to push Chelsea to the end to, for that last Champions League spot. Them, West Ham, Liverpool, and Everton. You know, I think they're all going to try to to be in there till the end. I don't think I think Everton might fall off. I mean, they've lost their last two games, um, but you never know with King Carlo. But I, I'm I'm going to say Tottenham two 0 So Tottenham have at Newcastle, right. home Manchester United next week at Everton the week after that, and then they have the Carabao Cup final against Manchester City. Uh, then their last five league games of the season are home Sheffield, at Leeds, home Wolves, home Villa, at Leicester. So in May, they have some very winnable games there, but depending on what shape some of those other, other teams are in, uh, they may still be uh, they may they may still be tough games. Who knows? But I don't think their end of their schedule is easy by any stretch. So they definitely uh, 100% need to win this game to have much of a chance of top four. All right, boys, it's been a long day of potting. We've got a couple picks here. Let's uh, let's just run through them real quick. One word answers here. Aston Villa, Fulham, who you guys like? I kind of like Fulham. I feel like Villa like Villa are a little bit reeling right now. I mean, I know that Grealish is like supposed to be back, and once he comes back... Yeah, he's definitely back. They're probably going to... L- look better but they do have two losses and two draws in their last four games so they haven't won in a while yeah i kind of i kind of think maybe a draw too andrew i'm gonna say i'm gonna say one one there i'll uh, i'll get behind villa jack Grealish back i'll say they beat fulham manchester united to handle things at home against brighton i like that to happen yeah i think uh but brighton have been playing really well and you said it was against newcastle it's true it's true I, I mean, I can't really so, remember any other games they scored three goals in this season. It's not usually a so let's say, regular occurrence. Let's say, I'm going to say 2-1 United. I don't think it's going to be easy. All right, moving along. 
Monday games, Everton Crystal Palace. I feel like this could be decent, but I like the I like the draw here. I think Palace can do do something give, give Everton a tough time. Mainly, I love picking against Everton. I think Palace with that last win that they got against West Brom have secured their their usual level of mediocrity for the season. <laughs> so, by securing that level of mediocrity, they are now gonna like draw or lose every game from now to the end of the season. So I think they're, they're only eleven points clear. I, they're they're good. They're like fine. they're good. The, this is where like Roy Hodgson just sits back and just starts eating you know fucking pies and it's, porridge. It's good in news, his chair Javier, because you know do you know who they have after Everton away? They've got Chelsea next week uh, at home. So yeah, yeah just in time for dog them. us to go over there and beat them one nil. Y- you know the Palace right now is just like he's just like setting his team to be good defensively and. Play on the counterattack and get a goal or two with with Eche and Zaha, but no, I I think at this point once ta- once Palace get to this point, they kind of just let go for the rest of the season. The players go on vacation, and I kind of feel like that could be the case. So yeah, I'm gonna say that uh, Everton take it. Yeah, me too. All right, uh, and Wolves and West Ham Monday three fifteen. Are you thinking what I'm um, thinking? The under. Oh, really? And, so no, and, you're not uh, thinking. I'm, cause I'm thinking yeah. uh, high scoring draw. I mean, I'm thinking draw, but I'm thinking. I'm, I'm one, thinking one. like three three. Doing like two one West Ham. I don't know about three or two three. two. West Ham just had a three three with Arsenal. I mean, yeah, I'm looking Wolves here's the offensively. Thing, though, like since, haven't since been scoring have goals. Come back up. When have Wolves scored have come three back goals? Up, not often. Since true. Jimenez has never gone down. I don't think they've gotten three they've goals. Never drawn since these teams have come up. Since 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 Wolves have come up. West Ham won 4-0 in the early part of the season. Wolves won 2-0 last year, both times. They won 3-0 in 2019. They won 1-0 in 2018. Like, they haven't drawn ever, but I, I think I think this is a draw, personally. I think Wolves are on, on bad enough form that I give it to West Ham. I think this is the type of team that West Ham have been taking care of so far this season. Yeah, that's and fair. And, like, handily so. And now, so I think it's going to be like 2-1 like like, West Ham or even 3-1 West Ham. They don't have Patricio now either, do they? West Ham are really good right now. Like... Like I know that Arsenal did get that three three draw. I mean, they gave up but a three like, goal lead. And they did give up a three goal lead, but West Ham could have scored like five or six in that first half and were like electric. And they've had runs of form like that even against. They have to buy Jesse. Even Lingard. against like they absolutely Manchester City. Uh, apparently, United yeah. want to, want him to come back and like they're like all right, like if you're gonna play like that, then play like that for us, you know. So D- to be fair, I don't. I don't. That's a great tactic to get a team to pay money for him. It's what you do to negotiate. Also, worth mentioning for this West Ham uh, Wolves game, Wolves will have Rui Patricio returning from that uh, injury, uh, that like concussion he had just before the international break, and they'll have Daniel Daniel Podence coming back. So they've been missing him for a couple weeks now and kind of over relying on Neto and Triore. I think with Neto and Podence, and then. Maybe Traore shows up. Who knows? But those two players, the two Portuguese players, I think could for uh, have formed a good partnership in the past and could, you know, bang in some goals in this game. I'll probably say 2-2 for that. It's going to be entertaining, though. I'm hoping for a good game because I'll be sitting at home on Monday watching it. All right, guys. So coming up next, we will have, um, not on this podcast, but there's a, there will be another episode of Plus Money coming out this week as I whip through all my favorite plays for the weekend and I will have a video out on Friday for you guys for all my picks as well so look out for those at Ghost Gold Pod at Andrew Pissarro at ASMoss92 and at Javi Arev9 and until next time see ya